Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is awesome stuff right there. Oh. I'm so excited. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm going to put my laundry basket, which has my actual laundry in it. Not a prop, just my sweatshirt. Okay. Oh, well, how, did you all have a good day today? Yeah. Did um, anyone... Did anyone do the high ropes course today? Yes. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, like, afraid of heights, but I get up on that stuff, and I just, like, ah. I don't know why I'm not afraid. I know God has me. I just, I don't know. Y'all are braver than me. Now, in fact, I got to tell you this story from when I was a kid. Uh, when, <laughs> when I was a kid, okay, uh, I was telling somebody this. I, I, for a few years, I lived in Bakersfield. And now I know no one's here from Bakersfield. Anybody know where Bakersfield is? Yeah, we called it Baker's Patch when I was a kid. I don't know why. Anyway, Bakersfield. I'm living in Bakersfield. I am four years old at the time, right? And at the time, we didn't have, you know, Marvel wasn't big. We didn't have all the, you know, all the comics that were going on. We had actual comic books, but uh, we also were big with DC. And and DC, the lead character, was Superman. And as a four-year-old, let me tell you, I thought that maybe I could be Superman, Anybody, like, think that they could be a superhero, like, just off? Yeah, all right, you know what I mean. So here I am, four-year-old in Bakersfield. Now, listen, in the old days, and all the old people in the room can attest to this. You know who I'm talking about here. Okay, is that they used to make these jungle gyms out of metal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. Now, if you know anything about Bakersfield, Bakersfield is hot. And in the summer, it's hot, real hot, okay? It's hot. And what happens to these jungle gyms is that the metal gets even hotter. Now, so here I am. My mom takes little four-year-old me to Bakersfield, and, we're, and I'm climbing on this jungle gym. And the way it works is you climb up this ladder, and you get up to the top of this, like, 12-foot platform. And it's just sand underneath you. And you walk on the metal platform, and then you go down a metal slide down into the sand, okay? And so here's four-year-old me in the morning climbing up, sliding down. Whee! I'm having so much fun. And then it starts to get hotter during the day, and I climb up to the top of this platform, and I get up there, and I realize that as I'm climbing, it's kind of hot on my hands. And I get up there, and I'm like, man, I can feel the, the heat radiating from the top of the platform. And I think, you know what? If I go down this slide again, it's going to burn my buns. And four-year-old me processes this, and four-year-old me has a great solution. Because I, brothers and sisters, am Superman. And I go up to the end. This is a 100% true story, okay? I go up to the end of the platform, and I look out at my mom, and I wink. No, I didn't really wink at my mom. Okay, that's gross. (laughs) Okay, but I look out at my mom... And I raise my hand like this, 12 feet in the air, and yell, Superman! Woo! And I jumped off the 12-foot platform. Needless to say, I didn't fly. I don't know how. I swore I was going to fly. I thought I had it. I landed flat. All right. We're going to get to more superhero stuff in a second, but I just thought that was apropos on the whole you guys doing the high ropes and all that stuff. Okay, hey, 
we're going to get back to superheroes in a minute. But before we do, we want to get back to talking about absolute truth. That's what we've been talking about this week. Absolute truth, which is truth that never changes. It's the truth that is unchanging. It is the truth that God has set in motion when he created the world, the everlasting God who created this world, all right? And we've been looking through the book of John, so I want you to turn with me to the book of John and just hold the spot there for just a second. Actually, you don't even need to quite get there quite yet. I want to do a little bit first. Um, Tonight is going to be 100% about Jesus, and all the absolute truths that we're going to learn about tonight are about Jesus. And much of John chapter 1 that we just kind of went over last night and this morning was establishing Jesus as God, right? It's kind of what you saw in the skit. Um, and, and, and what's interesting is, is when Jesus, when we see this, Jesus is starting his ministry, he's 30 years old, okay? How old is he? 30. How old is he? 30, okay. What's really, really cool, and just a quick side note there's only one story in the Bible that isn't when Jesus is a baby or when he's 30 years and older. There's only one story. Do you know how old he was in that story? Anyone? That's right. He's 12 years old. How many of you are 12 years old right now? Dude, how cool is it that God thought, okay, look, we're going to tell stories about Jesus being a baby and we're going to tell stories about when Jesus is 30, but I'm going to give the world one story in between and it's when Jesus is 12 years old. Do you think God thinks 12-year-olds are important in this world? Yeah, you better believe it. So right now, if you're like 12 or close to 12, you got to realize, listen, I'm special to God. Like He got a special plan for me right here and now. In fact, Luke 2.52 says that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man, just like you all are in the middle of doing right here and right now. Okay, but here we are. Okay, so John, uh, John uh, first part of John, Jesus is 30 years old. And, and I'm going to skim over just a little bit John chapter 2 and John ta- chapter 3. And you saw it in the skits. Jesus starts to perform all these different miracles, okay? He turns water into wine. Like at, he's at a wedding and they run out of wine. And so God, Jesus, takes water and he just transforms it into wine uh, in chapter 2. In chapter 4, you saw uh, uh, Theo talked about it. You saw where he, the official came up and his son was dead and Jesus performed a miracle and healed him. Um, or he was dying and Jesus healed him. Uh, there was another one in chapter 5 where there was a paralyzed man that had been paralyzed for 38 years and Jesus healed him. Jesus was doing miracle after miracle after miracle, all of which to prove to the world that he was God. See, Acts 2.22 says that that's exactly why he did the miracles, to prove to the world that he was God, that he was who he said he was. But not just to prove that he was God, but to prove, listen to this, to prove that he was the promised Savior. Now, let me backtrack for a second. So we got to go back in time. So everybody get your hands out and do a little for me. Okay, good. Okay, so we're going back in time for a second. Now, here's the thing. God's chosen people, they were named the Israelites or the Hebrews or the Jews, okay? And there was um, these promises that were made to them, uh, that were made to the Israelites through a man named Abraham, right? You've heard the story. The Israelites were God's chosen people, and God promised Abraham that he was going to have a huge family. Well, for years, his family, the Israelites, had been mistreated, okay? And it's a long story and a long path they went through, but um, they were, had been mistreated. Now, 
Much of the Old Testament, the left side of our Bible, tells the stories and, and talks about, through the laws and the scriptures, um, all about these different things where there was these prophecies that were made about how there was going to be a guy who was going to come and save the Israelites, the Jews, that he was going to save them. Okay, and there was all these prophecies. Um, prophecies are, are, are like an absolute truth prediction that will happen, okay? Um, in this case, like, somebody can make a prediction, but a prophecy is this biblical, like, absolute truth that this is going to happen. So there was all these different prophecies that were made about this dude that was going to come and be the Savior. In fact, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you how many in a second, okay? Um, but let me give you a couple lists of them real fast. Micah 5.2 says the Savior would be born in Bethlehem. Zechariah 9.9 says the Savior would come rising, riding on a donkey. 2 Samuel 7, the Savior would come from the family of David. Zechariah 11, the Savior would be betrayed by 30 pieces of silver. Okay, so all these different prophecies that were made, listen to this, 700 years before Jesus came to the earth, okay? Seven hundred years beforehand. Well, let me give you a picture of this. Let's have a little fun with this, okay? I need, I need a girl for this one that can come up on stage for me. Okay, right there. You, come here. Come here. No, no, to your right. Oh, that's fine. No, she stepped up. Sorry. 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 I'm sure she does, but I already picked somebody, so. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, come up here. Okay. Okay, what's your name? London? No, not where would you like to go and travel. What's your name? London. No, London. Okay, that's cool. I have a good friend named London. Okay, London, let's pretend that you are a superhero. Do, 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 do. And every good superhero has a secret identity. Okay, so London. Okay, so here we, okay, here we go. Now, I need everybody's help. Okay, I need everybody's help. Okay, so let's pretend, let's pretend for a moment that London here is a superhero, okay? There you go. Okay, so let's give her a superhero name really quick. Raise, nah, nah, raise your hand and I will point to you. Yes, go. That's a terrible, terrible superhero name. Okay, yes, you, go. <laughs> okay, okay, we're going to roll with the London thing. Um, her name is London, and her superhero name is England Girl. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Good, good job. Okay. All right. Now, wait. Raise your hands. Okay. I need, I need uh, seven traits that seven traits that make her the England Girl here a superhero. Okay. Seven traits. Let's 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 get a variety. Okay. In the orange shirt. Yeah. Go. She can fly, 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 she can fly. Sorry. Okay, fly. Okay, not like me when I was four. Okay, uh, yes, in the green. Yes, you, go. We're all wearing green. Okay. She can speak with an English accent. Mmm, cheerio, mate. Okay, I don't know if that's a superhero trait, but maybe. So, okay, English accent. Okay, a little faster. We got to go a little, a little bit faster. Okay, yeah, go. Invisibility, invisibility, invisibility. I'll give you a hint. I never call somebody that says, look here. I'm, okay. I'm going to look away. Yes, go. She can shoot chicken out of her hands. She can shoot chicken out of her hands? 
Yeah, that's a great superhero. Chicken out of hands. Okay, one more, one more. Uh, in the glasses, in the glasses. I, I, but based on, based on what you're, the guy next to you said, we're going to pass on that one. Okay, let's go this side. Let's go this side. Okay, yeah, right there. Right there. In the hat, yeah. No, no, the guy in front of you, gray hat. Go. Oh, she can make people think that she's Batman? What kind of superhero trick is that? All right, all right, hands down, hands down, hands down. We got plenty. Okay. I'm going to say she has super strength and super sass, super sass. All right, so, okay, all right, listen, 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 okay. All right, hey, hey, come together with me now. All right, here we go. Okay, now listen, let's say that England girl here, let's say that 500 years ago, 500 years ago, there was a man who predicted that in 500 years today that Hume Lake was going to get attacked. Now, now listen. But, but, 500 years later, there was going to be a superhero that was going to come named England Girl, whose real secret identity was named London, and she could fly, and she spoke in an English accent, and she'd be in visibility, and she had super strength, super sash, and she shot chickens out of her hand. Okay, all right, now listen, listen. Okay, listen to this, listen to this, okay. I'm not, a, I'm not a math person, I know this is science camp, but you just gotta trust me on this one. Okay, here's the deal. Eight things that we just said about her that were predicted 500 years ago about her, okay? The odds of her, London, hitting all eight of those things, all eight of those predictions that were made, boys, all eight of those things correctly, all eight, here's the odds, of all eight being correct, are one in 100 million billion. 10 to the 17th power, okay? That means, and I'm gonna make this simple for you, the odds of her getting all eight of those correct perfectly 500 years later is impossible. There's no way that it could happen. It's, it's, it's mathematically, practically impossible. It would be like this, filling up the entire state of California, putting a red dot on a golf ball, and filling the whole state with golf balls, and putting one red dot on one golf ball, and placing that somewhere in the middle of California, and I tell you, you get one opportunity to go find that one ball. You get to pick one ball and see if you pick it right. Can you imagine the odds of trying to pick that ball correctly? Uh, okay, let's give a big hand for London. She is dying up here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now, so here's the thing, guys and girls. We're not here to talk about superheroes ultimately. We are here to talk about Jesus. And like I said, don't miss this. Don't miss this. There were over 60 prophecies that were made about Jesus, not eight, 60. And they were made not 500 years before he came, but 700 years before he came. And here's what's amazing about Jesus. He fulfilled those prophecies, meaning it was true about him, 
what was said, what was prophesied in not just eight of those, and not just half of those 60, but every single one that was prophesied about, Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. Everybody just mind blow for a second. Dude, that's crazy, y'all. That is so crazy that Jesus was able to do that. But the only reason that Jesus could do that was because he was God. Uh, He rode in on a donkey. He was born in Bethlehem. He was a descendant of David. He was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. He was pierced on the side. All prophecies that were made 700 years before he came. So our absolute truth, our first one for tonight, is this, which is number seven, is that Jesus is the Savior that was prophesied about. Jesus is the Savior that was prophesied about. And not only did he perform the miracles to prove that he was God, but he fulfilled all of the prophecies that were made about him being the Savior. All of them. And guys and girls, you kind of see it in the skit with what's going on up here in the trial. But people started to wrestle with this. They were like, wait a minute, wait, wait. How? He's fulfilling all of these things that were said. He's performing miracles. He's doing all these crazy things. Um, Turn to John 4, okay? I told you to turn to John. John 4, and um, Sarah talked about this story already, and and you guys heard about it from Theo, so I'm not going to touch too much on it, but there's this situation in in 4 where Jesus meets this woman from Samaria, and, and he goes up to her, and he has a conversation about water, and all of a sudden, she, uh, he says, give me something to drink, and, and she's like, you don't have anything to drink it with, and, and, he, and they go on this battle, and you heard what was said where Jesus says, listen, if you knew who you were talking to right now, you would ask for more, you wouldn't just ask me for water, you would understand that I give living water that lasts forever. Uh, look at verse 29, because it sums it up really cool, is this woman is just like, I mean, she's blown out of her mind right here. Go to verse 28, actually. And, and so it says, So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, she said this, listen. She said, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. And here's the question she asks. You reading this? Can this be the Christ? See, this is what happened is Jesus was fulfilling these prophecies. Jesus was doing all these miracles, and it started to make people ask the question, is he the promised Savior? Is he the Christ? Is he the one that we were told was going to come and be the Savior? See, Jesus was something very, very special. Do you guys remember that moment in Star Wars when Obi-Wan like, says, these are not the droids you are looking for? Well, you know what? Jesus was the Savior that they were looking for. He was. Okay, that was bad. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway. Uh, All right. But like I said, he proved it by doing the miracles. And so I kind of want to look, too, at some of the miracles that he did as well. Um, Turn in your Bibles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So two books over to Mark. Go to Mark chapter 2. All right, Mark chapter 2. And I'm going to need a couple people uh, to volunteer. I'm actually... Ladies, put your hands down for a second. I need five guys on this one. This is going to be kind of important. Five guys, five guys. Okay, you guys, five guys? Five guys, not the burger restaurant. That sounded funny. Okay, okay, one. Who else? I need uh, two, three, four, five. Come up here. Come on, come on. We're going to have to do it over here. 
Oh, oh, set your Bible on the, just set your Bible down. You guys set your Bibles down. Okay, come here, come here, come here. Okay, by the way, I would like to show you all, my wife made this for me. It is a t-shirt quilt. Anybody have moms that make, or wives that make, well, you don't have wives, but isn't that cool? Okay, anyway. Oh, no. Okay, all right. Uh, you, sir, get on there. Everybody else, grab a corner and don't pull it up yet. Don't pull it up yet. Everybody grab a corner. <laughs> this, there's no way this could go wrong, right? <laughs> no way. Okay, hey, lay down, homie. Lay down, lay down, lay down. All right. Um, Jeb, how's Hume Lakes Insurance? Is it good? Okay, good to know. All right, okay, so here we go. Okay, Mark chapter two. Everybody with Mark chapter two. Now, boys, as I kind of read this, I'll, I'll tell you what to do, okay? So right now, just hang tight. You're not dead, dude. You're just paralyzed, all right? You don't have to go like this. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. You're, you're not convulsing, though. You're just, yeah, all right. Wow. Okay, all right, okay, Mark chapter two. You ready? Mark chapter two, re starting in verse one. <laughs> I wasn't even there. Okay, here we go. Uh, Mark chapter two, one. And when he returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was reported that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them, and then came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Lift, lift, lift. Okay, don't throw him off the stage. Okay, now bring him this way, real gentle, real gentle. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, set him down, set him down. Woo! Okay, okay, hang tight, hang tight. Okay, right there, good. You guys are doing good. Okay, verse four, verse four. And when they could not get near him, Jesus, because of the crowd, they removed the roof. Now, we don't have that because I don't think Hume wants us to mess with the roof. But, okay, so they actually, like, took off, like, the roof, and, and it says, and they made an opening, and then they laid down the bed on which the paralytic lay. So kind of slide him over here in front of me. You can just drag him, yeah. Okay, good, perfect. Oh, you guys are great. Okay, stay there, stay there. Okay, don't move yet. You're great friends. Good job. Give the friends a hand. Say good job, guys. Okay, good, okay. Now, now, listen, listen. Okay, verse five. This is super cool. Listen to this. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic. Now, hold on, just listen. This is super important, okay? This is, this is crazy, okay? This is what Jesus said. Verse five. Son... Your sins are forgiven. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 okay. Help me out on this one because I don't know if I fully understand, okay? What were the friends looking for Jesus to do? Raise your hand. What were the friends looking for Jesus to do? Uh, yes, you. Yeah, you, go. To heal his paralysis. That was very specific. Very good. Okay. They were looking for Jesus to heal him, right? To like lay hands on him and say, be healed or whatever, right? Whatever Jesus did. Sometimes Jesus would spit and make mud on their eyes or sometimes they'd just touch. I mean, crazy stuff, the way Jesus could heal people. Okay. That's what they were looking for Jesus to do. But were you paying attention? What did Jesus say to the paralyzed man? What did he say? What did, what did, what did he say? Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Okay, that had to really catch everybody off guard. Don't you guys are doing good? Okay, hang tight. Okay, here we go. Verse six. Back to the Bible. Here we go. Verse six. Yeah. 
Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He's blaspheming. He can for, who can forgive sins but God alone? Hmm, interesting question. And immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they questioned this within themselves. Okay, so they didn't say it out loud, but Jesus, because he's God, he knew what they were thinking. And so Jesus is like, hey, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up, take your bed, and walk. But you may know that I am the son of man that has authority on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, look, I say to you, dude, get up, get up. He says to you, rise, pick up your bed. Grab your bed, dude. Grab your bed. No, no, get off. Yeah, now grab your own bed. You guys all put it down. And go home, go home, go home, everybody, go home. Deuces, go home, get out of here. Go home. Get. All right. Next time we're paying for professional actors. Oh, yeah, get your Bibles. I am a professional actor. I played Mowgli and Jungle. Oh, Mowgli. Great. All right. Okay, so. Okay. So look. So look. So here's what's crazy about this moment. It's, it's crazy because they knew that they were looking for the Savior. They were looking for the Christ. They were looking for the prophesied one. They were looking for him. And... And yet, all they saw were the miracles and the things. They thought they were tricks. And when Jesus said that he could forgive sins, it made this statement, this huge statement. I've heard people say, well, Jesus never actually claimed to be God. Yeah, he did. Over and over. In fact, right here, he's like, look, yeah, yeah, only God can forgive sins. And I can forgive sins. Can you figure it out, boys and girls? I am God, right? That, that's what Jesus was saying. Look, yes, only God can forgive sins and I can forgive sins. See, this is our absolute, our second, our last absolute truth for today is this, is that Jesus is God and he comes with all of God's authority. It's kind of like the point we had earlier today or yesterday, I can't remember. But here's the thing, Jesus is God and he came with all of his authority, the ability to not only heal people and do miracles, but to forgive sins. We're going to talk a lot more about that tomorrow night. Um, go back to John because I want to touch on a couple other things that Jesus did because what I want you to understand was not only did Jesus claim to be God, but he proved it over and over and over, not just in the miracles that he did, but in the way that he lived his life and the things that he said. John chapter 5, verse 18. This is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, and listen to this, making himself equal with God. Making himself equal equal with God. So Jesus was claiming that he was God. Can you imagine, look at me, could you imagine if I walked up here and said, listen, y'all, I know what the Bible says. I know Jesus claimed to be God, but I need you to know it's not true. I, Pastor Chip, am actually the promised Savior. I am God. Wait, why wouldn't you believe me? Raise your hand. Why would you, wait, why would you not believe me? Yeah, go. 
that's crazy. Okay, why? Uh, sure, it's crazy, but why is it crazy? Why, why could I not be him? Yeah, in black, go. Yeah. Say my name, say my name. See? Okay. Uh, that's no, no. Why, why, why? Why can't I be? Yeah, go. Yeah. I lied yesterday. I'm a sinner. I cannot be the promised one. I cannot be God. But Jesus, Jesus was perfect. Jesus did miracles. Jesus forgave sins. Jesus did all the things that proved that he was God. Um, I have preteens in my church all the time that we do baptism class. And one of the first questions I ask them is, what does it mean to be a, sa- a, a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? And listen, this is the number one answer I want to get. And I'm going to tell you right now that it's wrong, and I need you to tell me why it's wrong. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. This is the answer I get all the time. I say, Who's a, what does make somebody a Christian? And they say, someone who believes in God. Why is that wrong? Why do you think it's wrong? I mean, maybe it's not wrong, but why is it not completely right? Yes. Right there. Go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Go. Okay, so you're, 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 you're on the right exact trail. Can somebody simplify that for me? She said, because you don't just believe in God, you believe that Jesus, what did you say? Jesus rose, died for you? What? Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, right, but they didn't believe in what? Oh, bing, 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 bing. They didn't believe that Jesus was who he said he was. They didn't believe that Jesus was the Savior. Guys and girls, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, it's not just about saying that I believe in God. Uh, Satan, demons, believe in God. They know God exists. But a Christian is someone who puts their faith and their trust in what Jesus did for them. They believe that Jesus was who he said he was, that he was the promised Savior. I want to finish tonight by giving you two quick stories that, that just help us to understand that Jesus was God. It's two of my favorite stories from the Bible. Uh, the first one comes out of John 6, okay? John 6. John 6. So turn over there, John 6, 16. John 6, 16 says this. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across to the sea of Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. Now, when they had rowed about three or four miles. Okay. You catching what's going on here? Okay. The disciples are out in a boat. At this point, they had rowed three to four miles out. Okay. That's a long way out on a boat, right? And then this happens. You ready? Verse 19. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. They were frightened. No duh. But they said to them, but, G, but Jesus said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. And then they were glad to take them into the boat, and they immediately the boat was on the land which they were going. Jesus was walking on the water. 
Guys and girls, I know that a lot of you have heard this story before, but do you realize how absolutely insane that is that this man, Jesus was 100% man, and yet he's out there walking on water? Um, I grew up as a water skier. Any water skiers out here? Okay. And I, one of the things that I loved to do um, water skiing was barefoot. Like, and I loved to barefoot because it's the closest thing I could be to being like Jesus walking on the water. Now, I'm not God, right? I'm a liar. Thank you for reminding me of that. Okay. But I did that. So my son, Miles, he decides he wants to learn how to barefoot. And I wish I could show you the video of it because we took video. And Miles is on, it's called this barefoot boom. And it sticks out from the boat and he's holding it. And, and, and so the boat gets up to speed and all of a sudden he has to jam his feet down on the water. And so boom, it's going and like put the thing down. He puts his feet down, boom. <laughs> he just slaps into the water. He's like, okay, okay, it's first time. Let's do it again. Y'all, I, I stopped counting at 17 the time that he was learning how to barefoot because he just kept going. The boat would get up to speed. Boom. He'd slap his face. His face looked like Bob the Tomato. Do you know Bob the Tomato? <laughs> I mean, that's all people do. Okay. Uh, Bob the Tomato. I mean, just red. He's like, and he comes home and my wife's like, what did you do to him? What did he do wrong? We don't slap our children. I'm like, no, he's learning how to barefoot. He was trying to be like Jesus. Anyway, uh, look. Us human beings, like the best that we can do on top of the water is just skip across the water at 40 miles an hour. Jesus walked on it. He was strolling out like, hey, what's up? Hey, fish. Hey, little dolphin. What's up? What's up? I mean, Jesus just walking on the water. Why? Because he was God. Okay, last story. Last story, and we're going to finish with this. Oh, this, this, one, uh, this one I love, and everybody's going to have a part to play. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay, guys, guys, I need you to make sounds like the wind, like this. Ooh, ooh. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, you got it. Okay, okay. Okay. Girls, girls, you're going to pat your legs like this. Okay, okay, girls, stop, stop. Okay. Adults, adults, okay, you're going to snap your fingers like this. Okay, so here's the deal, okay? Now, here's the, here's the thing. Hang on, stop, stop, hang on. Okay, I'm going to have you start doing that when I start the story. Everybody do it together, okay? And if I do this, I want you to try to be louder, okay? But, but, but here's the deal, and it only works if we all are together on this. Okay, we got to do this together. It's a cool, epic moment, but we got to do it together. Don't be the one that ruins it, all right? Now, here's the deal. When I say quiet, be still, then everybody has to stop and be dead quiet, okay? Can we do this? Can we accomplish this? Oh, please, Jesus, help, help them. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? Wait, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, this is in Mark 4, verse 35, if you want to read along on the screen. Okay, here we go. Don't start yet. I'll tell you when to start. That day when evening came, he, Jesus, said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind... They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. Here we go. You ready? A furious squall came up. And the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern sleeping. And the disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And Jesus got up and he rebuked the wind. And he said, quiet! Quiet. 
still. For some reason, this never works with preteens. I don't know why. Listen, <laughs> the point is this insane moment where this man, Jesus, it's crazy storm and it's nuts and the disciples are freaking out and they're like, don't you care about us, Jesus? We're going to die. And Jesus is like, oh gosh, I was taking a nap, guys, but all right. And he gets up and in the craziness of the storm says, hey, stop it, y'all. He talks to the waves. Why could he do that, guys and girls? Because he was God. L listen, this is exactly what happens. Is the disciples say in verse 41, they were terrified and they started asking each other, listen, I'm going to finish with this. They started asking the question, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? See, guys and girls, that's the question that I want to leave you all with tonight. Look at me. Look at me. Eyes right here. This is the question that you need to ask yourself. Who is this? Who is Jesus? I, I was telling you this morning that you are at the age where you have to make the choice for yourself what you believe, who you trust. Not what your parents say, not what your teachers say, not what anybody else says, but what do you believe? And what do you believe about Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? I love Philippians 2, 5 through 9 says, have in mind among yourselves, um, uh, verse 6, who though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the very form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, on, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. And we're going to talk about that cross tomorrow night. And I'm going to ask you all again, who is Jesus to you? What do you believe to be true about Jesus? Bow your heads with me and let's pray. Daddy, I just, I just want to take one last moment just for us to maybe ponder in our hearts that question about who Jesus is. And I know for a lot of these preteens, Jesus is becoming so much more real to them. They're starting to understand you so much differently and so much at more of a deeper level. And as they explore and as they think it through, my prayer, my hope, Daddy, is that um, they would come to understand exactly who you were, that you were who you claimed to be, that you are God, and that you came and died for our sins. And tomorrow as we talk through that, my hope is that we all come to that same conclusion. And so thank you again for loving us. Thank you for coming to this earth, for being God in a bod. We thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.